Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode one of season two of Transformers Animated. It is the Elite Guard. This episode was written by Rich Fogel, who has written Lost and Found and Total Meltdown and some other episodes. And last time on Transformers Animated, Optimus Prime stopped a rebuilt Megatron by destroying the Allspark. And in this episode, the Autobots are cleaning up after their encounter with Megatron. Yep, we're doing the intro to Countdown to Extinction from G1, and Huffer tells them <laughs> to hurry up until the, they'll be there until the Big Dipper gets rusty, or whatever the hell he said. And now there's idiots in cars are honking their horns at concrete barriers on the road, so I guess we're in Fredericton. And Optimus <laughs> yeah. lifts one of them up to get through, and they all freak the hell out and book it. And there's one thing you went right past there, Paul, a good Fredericton joke, but these people are literally honking at concrete slabs. Yeah. <laughs> what do you expect them to do? But yeah, all the humans are scared of them now, which is a setup that never comes back, or at least doesn't in the near future. Uh, but Ratchet says, hey, where's Bumblebee? He should be helping with this. And Bumblebee is now a secretary. Yep. He's the new receptionist at Dr. Simdax Tower, and he's organizing papers, very large stacks of papers, and uh, answering repeated phone calls for Dr. Sumdak, who is on his extended vacation. Yes. Uh, it turns out that Sari is running the company, As like any would. eight-year-old child would. Uh, and uh, Porter C. Powell, who's the guy who had been working with Meltdown, I, I don't know if it was already established, but it kind of gave me a bit of a jaw drop moment that the chairman of the board, I think he is, of Sumdak Systems is the guy who was funding meltdown yeah that said he couldn't have any more test subjects but human uh, test subjects. there he's been keeping an eye on the books and he thinks she's wasting valuable resources looking for her father and uh, he also he doesn't think that an eight-year-old girl is qualified to run the company and he is right he is a bad guy <laughs> he will do bad things down the road and i don't side with him but in this case he is right uh but none of that matters oh sorry he's tired she's like i'm gonna go take a nap and bumblebee's like yeah what about that and a ufo flies into detroit Yep, it's on the TV screen. So he and Sari run outside to the other Autobots, and Prime's like, well, we better check it out. So they transform and roll out. Okay, it's Autobots. And the reason I say that is, why doesn't Optimus recognize this as an Autobot ship? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> he comes up to Fanzone, he's like, hey, better be careful. Let us go investigate. You don't know what there is what is in there. Hey, okay. <laughs> Fanzone's like, what, and let you wreck the other half of the city? No. <laughs> But the ramp comes down, and when the smoke clears, a sentinel and an Autobot... Truck, oh. truck, truck! All right, I uh, got your Ultimagnus, I uh, got your Sentinel Prime, uh, some J's. Oh, big order today, took up half the truck. Oh, yeah, what's in the other half? Why, the other half is full of Bosco's, the onion that chefs love to love. Bosco's? Isn't that the premier onion brand trusted by 8.7 out of 10 professional chefs? That's right, Paul. And now you too can enjoy the quality of restaurant onions in your own home. Bosco's. The, the onion, onion that chefs, chefs love, love, chefs to, love, love to love. Sign here. Yeah, this is the, the, I mean, title of the episode, it's the Elite Guard, but the, the biggies, the big ups have arrived. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Sentinel Prime is one of them. We've seen him before. And then an Autobot who can only be Jazz is yeah. standing there, and Ultra Magnus is at the top of the ramp. Jazz looks pretty cool, I oh, gotta yeah. say. Pretty cool looking Jazz. Um, 
Yeah, right away, Magnus uh, or Sentinel Prime is like, yeah, look out for the organics. And they, they want to put up a shield to block themselves from the possible contamination. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Jazz, and he's voiced by Phil Lamar. Like, wasn't he on Mad TV? He was. On he was yeah. But he uh, he doesn't think, but he's doing a perfect Scatman Carruthers impersonation here, whether he's trying to do that or not. But he's he's nailing the G1 Jazz voice. But yeah, he doesn't think that's, you know, necessary. But Sentinel's like, well, boy, man, I've dealt with organics before. You just wait till they start shooting acid and slime and shit at you. And then he just uses his little TV remote thing to create a force field around the ship. So the Autobots are inside the shield now. The humans are outside. And Sentinel, he, he's, I mean, he's a bully. He's a dick. He's going to be a dick for a while. Oh, yeah. But he's decontaminating, making quote signs here, the Autobots, and uh, is talking shit to Optimus the whole time. Mm-hmm. And Jazz, eventually, he's heard enough. He shuts the thing off, tells Sentinel to cool it. Whatever happened between you and Optimus has nothing to do with these other guys. Like, leave leave his crew alone. Yeah, yeah. Right away, Jazz is uh, hes a pretty cool character. I hope he shows up more. I'm sure he will. Uh, but what is important here is that Ultra Magnus says, hey, uh, Optimus, where's the AllSpark? <laughs> yeah, why don't you take us to that thing now and we can be on our way. And uh, funny story about that, it blew up. <laughs> yeah, and Sentinel's like, Optimus, you're such a fuck up. And they explain, look, hey, we it blew up fighting the Decepticons, but the Elite Guard can't find any trace of Decepticons. Yep, there are no Decepticons on this planet, and now with the Decepticons, they are <laughs> hiding in a mine, and carbon deposits are shielding them from detection. Yeah, I don't know what that is. If, like, is this a diamond mine? It doesn't matter. Uh, Megatron, though, he's got a new plan. He wants to go back to Cybertron and reclaim it, uh, because now that the AllSpark isn't an issue, the big difference, and I really like this, the, he said the big difference between us and the Autobots is that they have space bridge technology. But it's usually the other way around, that the Decepticons yeah. have the Space Bridge technology. This is is interesting, but um, the, what's more important is that he's got somebody working on it. Yep, he has the master of reverse engineering to help with this plan, and it is Dr. Isaac Sumdak. Commercial break. And when we come back, there's a quick scene of Megatron reminding Sumdak, hey, look, the only reason you're alive is because you're useful to me. But then we go back to Optimus, and um, there's a scene where Bulkhead gets angry at Optimus for letting Sentinel treat him like shit. Like, Optimus will not stand up for himself. Yes, yeah, so a bulkhead, he's had enough. He rushes at Sentinel, but the others hold him back, and Jazz holds Sentinel back, and Magnus is like, all right, everybody calm down. Yeah. All right, show me the site of this alleged battle with the Decepticons, and Sentinel has already taken the liberty of finding Earth vehicle forms for themselves, and Magnus turns into what I thought looked like the G.I. Joe Snowcat, and because he's a fucking asshole, Sentinel turns into a jacked-up pickup truck. With a snowplow in the front, which explains why he had a snowplow uh, for shoulder pads on Cybertron. <laughs> There's always that issue with Transformers where it's like, I just got a new body, and conveniently it fits exactly all the kibble on my old body. <laughs> yeah, they roll out, and Sentinel... Uh, Sentinel hits a bunch of cars in the way. He's a dick. He's going to be oh, a dick yeah. for the rest of this episode. And, um, oh, he hits Fanzone's car as well. Yeah, that's why I hate machines. And Sari tries to run into the ship now that the shield is down, but it comes back up just in time, and she smacks face first into it. Yeah, we have a little scene here where Sentinel won't, won't listen to the rules of the road or obey them. He goes off an unconstructed overpass. Yes. Uh, but then we uh, go to this scene. I don't 
oh, you know, I know why this scene had to exist. One of some Dax robots, I don't know, goes haywire and Lugnut loses his shit and destroys it. Well, yeah, because Lugnut thinks that Dr. Sumdak did that intentionally to ruin Megatron's great plan. So he lowers the force field and yeah, they smash it. But Megatron's like, no, he tells the truth. And turns out there's a little piece of the AllSpark was inside this robot. And then this was, I don't know. Okay, I know what happened here. Megatron takes over the assembly line at Sumdak Systems that is building police bots. But... It's, it's never established how. We just have a voiceover of Megatron saying, ah, if the AllSpark is in this robot, then it's in all the other robots and we could take over. And while he's saying that, we just see all the yellow lights on the robots turn blue, which we have to assume means they're under Megatron's control, yep. even though the bad guy control light color is red. It's mm-hmm. always red. <laughs> anyway, they don't explain how Megatron does this. But uh, back with Sari, the chairman of the board calls her on the phone and says, yeah, there's a problem at the factory, so you better go over there and fix that. And Yeah, uh, go handle this problem, you eight-year-old child. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it says Sumdak on the building. It's yeah, her problem, not mine. <laughs> so she's going to deal with it, but she needs her helper, which is Bumblebee, I guess. So she uses her key basically like a knife to cut a hole in the force field and get inside the Autobot ship where she immediately steps through a laser and sets off the alarm. Now, little note to sorry. I can't believe you. Have, I have to say this to you in, in the second season. Always use the key first. The key is your go-to. <laughs> as soon as there's a problem, just figure out a way to stick the key into that problem and it will be resolved. But yeah, she uh, she gets confronted by Jess, who is terrified of her contamination. Yeah, she's like, no, don't go shooting slime at me. And she's like, wait a minute, you're scared of me, aren't you? Ooga booga! And Jazz <laughs> freaks out. And the other bots come in, they're like, what's all this? And Jazz is like, yo, guys, stay back from this thing. Yeah, and they're like, oh, no, no, it's just sorry. She's fine. She's fine. Um, and she explains, hey, there's a problem at the assembly plant. We have to go. And Jess says, no, 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 I got to stay with you guys. And B's like, well, you got to stay with us. But Ultra Magnus didn't say where. Ah, and Jazz is like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go. And he transforms because he, he wants to test out his new wheels. Yeah, which conveniently look like the kibble he had when he landed. Although I will say his vehicular mode, it's not any real car, but no. it's pretty close to Jazz. It's, it's close enough to G1 Jazz. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. So then we go to Optimus. He's taken Sentinel Magnus to Lake Erie Volcano Dinobot Island, and uh, the Dinobots reveal themselves. Yep, there'll be Dinobots in these here parts, and on cue they jump out of the bushes, and Prime's like, Tells the other Autobots, just be cool, you know, they won't bother us if we don't bother them, but because he's a fucking asshole, Sentinel runs to attack, and Grimlock lays him out, and I laugh. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, And then Magnus uses his, like, Thor hammer. Yeah, that's Um, like Every time he slams his hammer in the ground, lightning hits everywhere. The Dinobots are like, yo, yo, it's just messing, bro. It's just cool, it's cool, okay. Hey, I'm I'm gonna go over here. It's uh, just messing, bro. See ya, bye. They retreat back into the bushes, and back with the other Autobots, Jazz is just loving this place, and those traffic lights were solid, man, and... They transform outside the factory, and immediately Sari's key lights up and points at the door, which gets blown down, and then a whole whack of police bots come out and start blasting at them. Uh, before I say commercial break, though, I do want to point out neat little writing moment by Rich Fogel there. Jazz commented on how cool the traffic lights were earlier. Sentinel... Uh, had complained about how annoying traffic lights were. So Jazz digs humanity. I think that's pretty cool. Commercial break. Mm -hmm. And when we come back, the Autobots take cover and Ratchet calls Prime for backup and he's on his way and Magnus and Shithead follow (laughs) him. And back at the factory, the Autobots are doing pretty well against these things, I thought, but 
Prowl does some kind of ninja shit that Jazz calls the classic Metallico five servos of Doom Attack. But have you seen this one? <laughs> yeah, I guess they both have like uh, cyber ninja training. And cyber ninja. Obviously, uh, Jazz is a higher rank. But yeah, um, Ratchet uses his magnets, bulk smashes. Um, and Jazz, oh, Jazz has nunchucks. Yeah, he busts out his spare nunchucks and smashes a bunch of I'm them. I'm purposefully saying nunchucks. nunchucks. <laughs> I, I really hope there's a Defend Pistier listener that's going, nunchucko, it's fucking nunchucko. Is it nunchucko? Karate. Karate. But uh, yeah, one of these things manages to shoot him in the back and he goes down, but then Prime's power axe comes flying in it's and pretty cool. cuts their heads off. Yeah, so the rest of the elite guard has arrived, but they're still outnumbered. All hope is lost. Sari's being uh, chased down. Uh, and then she says, hey, re- reconnoiters, reconnoiters, regroups, whatever, with the Autobots. And she's like, hey, what we have to do is get my key to the assembly line to shut it down. So Optimus says, all right, uh, Prowl and I are going to go and Jazz joins them. Yep, he comes with and they start to get surrounded by police bots inside, but Jazz and Prowl just ninja their shots back and cut them to pieces. Yeah, so Optimus gets sorry to a panel. She uses the key. And then outside, Magnus uses his Thor hammer from Disney's Marvel's Thor and <laughs> destroys all of the police bots. And I'm going to go back to what I said about Sari's key. Why didn't you do that at the very beginning? Did you at first, exactly. <laughs> But back inside, Sari can't get her key back out of the console now, and because he's a fucking asshole, Sentinel wants to bring Optimus in for high treason for destroying the Allspark, and Optimus reminds him it's Optimus Prime, bud. Last time I checked, we have the same rank, and you're on my turf now, so stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Which I guess, you know, that's his arc. He had to stand up for himself. And then to show that he's not taking anybody's shit anymore, he just slices this panel apart. Sari falls back, and as the key comes out, we realize it's attached to a shard of Allspark. But uh, Sentinel asks what that is, and Optimus says, it's my proof. And then we cut right to Magnus, who's looking at it and goes, mm, yep. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, he now believes Optimus. And suddenly he's like, oh, and Sentinel. Optimus was a good leader, and he showed courage and smarts, and he's handsome. And look at what he got in his report card. All A's. And you've been failing <laughs> mathematics. Yeah, you could stand to learn a few things from him. And uh, now back at Sumdak Tower, Sari's office is locked for some reason. And Mr. Powell gets on the screen and tells her the board of directors has elected him to be the new CEO. And how did they do that? Well, as it turns out, there's no proof that Sari was ever Sumdak's daughter. And there's no proof that Sari even exists. Megatron has plans for a space bridge that he managed to download when he was on the Autobot ship, even though he was in combat the entire time, both times he was there, anyway. The plans are incomplete, and he needs help filling in the gaps, and who better than the master of reverse engineering himself to help fill them in? Really, Megatron? This guy spent 50 years literally digging around inside your head, and the best he came up with were dubiously effective police drones and flying cameras, and you think he's your best shot at building space bridges? If someone spent 50 years reverse engineering a car and only managed to build a skateboard with what they learned, you wouldn't trust him to organize a ball game for two kids, let alone ask him to build a space bridge. All kinds of things could go wrong. But you know who probably would be a lot more help filling in those gaps? The Autobots. They were repairing space bridges when the show started. They must know a bit about them. Get on TV and tell the people of Detroit you have Dr. Sumdak, and unless they force the Autobots to help build a space bridge, you'll release him. Oh, he's still alive. Yeah, you know what? You can fucking keep him. Wait, wait. 
If we don't help, you'll let him go. Whoa, hold on, man. Hold on. Let's not get carried away. Keep that lunatic locked up, all right? We'll, we'll make him help you build your space. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show, The Elite Guard. Paul, what did you think? I, I kind of liked it. It was a good intro for uh, three new characters. It really kind of sets the tone for them. Yes. Especially Sentinel. And, uh, and I really like Jazz. As I said, early predictions, I'm going to have new favorite and least favorite by the end of the season. It's early <laughs> yeah. days, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I think we're both going to agree then on least favorite and uh, favorite by the end of the season, at least for Autobots. Uh, I like the twist with Sari at the end. I, 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 one of my complaints about her was how two-dimensional and dumb she was. Maybe we have room for character development here. Maybe. It felt really similar to, I think it's Home is Where the Spark is when Megatron has the factory attack them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think it might be the same writer. It just, it like Megatron remotely controlling robots to attack them. Anyway, it felt a little repetitive, which I was disappointed to see at the beginning of a season yeah anyway that was the elite guard the next episode paul and i are going to review is the return of headmaster and boy don't we love that character <laughs> if you want to see a couple characters you can find us on twitter i'm at john soby paul is at pmac person one yeah make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app whatever it is you listen to us with and tell all your friends tell, tell, tell all your friends all your friends tell everybody you know you can tell them that they can find old episodes of the transformers nitpickers podcast show at transformers and until the next episode Keep on transforming. See you later. All right, everybody calm down.